You're listening to the second season of the study podcast with Dr. Paul Wegner on Genesis. I'm Tyler Sanders. This is Paul Wegner, who's with me. Uh, We've been doing several podcasts. We walked through the whole book of Isaiah, and now we're getting into just topics, right? Yes. So, uh, like I said, Genesis 1 and 2, let's talk about uh, what's going on in creation. What is that period of time that we're looking at? Okay, one of probably the biggest issues that we have to deal with is how long are those days Hmm. that are in there? And... um, I think the um, first thing you have to do is is look at the different views and see which one makes sense. And there, and I, I need to tell you, there's problems with all of them mm-hmm. and difficulties in each one of them. So we'll look at the evidence and see what we think. Okay. Well, let's all dig right. into the text a little bit. And then why don't you actually, before we do that, why don't you tell us what the, the four, four views, views are? The first one is it's a 24-hour day. Okay. Okay. And that's probably the traditional one. People throughout the ages probably thought that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, since probably the middle of the 19th to 20th century in there, uh, the, the idea of, of evolution came in. And so you got more of the idea that the, the days of creation equal more of a geological age. And so that's kind of what those passages are, they think, are understanding. Okay. Then there's something called the gap theory, which, not, and once again, when evolution came around, especially in England, the gap theory became real popular. Hmm. And what it was is that there's a gap between Genesis 1-1 and 1-2. Okay. And I'll show you why that makes some sense when we get into it. Okay. Um, and then the last one is that it's just a literary structure. So it's not really here to tell us how creation came about. It's just to get a literary structure. And then later in Exodus, it picks up that literary structure and says, because God created uh, on seven in seven days or six days, so are we to, to work on six days and then rest on the seventh. Mm. So it was just used for a literary structure to get that rationale for the Sabbath. Okay. Okay? Okay. Well, let's get into it. All right. Let's, let's first talk about the evidence for the 24-hour day. Okay. All right. Um, the word day in Hebrew, when used with a number, generally refers to a 24-hour day. So it limits it. Like if they said one day or uh, oh, I the see. first yeah, day yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, second, there's in the passages, everyone, let me just read one of them for you. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, Genesis 1, verses, uh, verse 5. And God called the light, uh, the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, one day. So that idea of evening and morning would have been, at least from the author's understanding, what they would have thought of was a night and a day, or okay. an evening and morning, and then yeah, yeah. another day. Okay. So that's how they would have understood it, I'm almost sure. Yeah. Okay. Then Exodus 20, uh, verse uh, 11, argues that the Sabbath is likened to God's uh, work and then his day of rest. Okay. And it would be kind of odd to have a whole age that you worked. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, then, yeah, uh, yeah. So, so it seems like it fits it better if it is 24 hours. It would seem like that's the most straightforward way of reading it, that mm. any of the readers in the ancient Near East would have thought that. Yeah. Okay? And then uh, the lights in the heaven were put into creation to determine the days and the times and stuff like that. So so even though that's on day three, it seems like there's still some way of understanding that it means a day because that's what those sun and moon were intended to to, to equal or so to mean. Uh, walk through that again, actually. Okay. Um, in, on day three is when we get the sun and moon put yeah, into yeah. the heavens, remember? Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, he's going to, uh, the question is, is then what did you have 
before those days. Yeah, right. And so, um, so it would have been more straightforward them to understand if the if that's like at verse fourteen, it's equal to twenty four hours. Then or about what was that. happening before that would have been the same amount of time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now let's look at the problems. Uh, yom can actually mean multiple things. Okay. Like, like, in fact, I can show you. Remember in that verse we already read? Mm-hmm. The one says, and he called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So oh. so there, it's like a 12-hour yeah. period. And and it's almost exactly how we use it in English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got, we call day it, the light it, time. Context depends on what we mean when we say day. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then, and and then, verse five. It has both of those. It has day, and then it twenty four hours because it says and mm. first day. Yeah. Okay. Then uh, in um, uh, chapter two, verse four, it actually says, uh, "And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it He rested from all His work which He had cre- created and made." Um, so He's actually saying the seventh day there. Um, oh, I'm sorry. The verse right ahead of that. You know. Oh. <laughs> all right. Um, in the work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from the work which he had done. Hmm. So the idea is, uh, in the in the Hebrew, it actually says, in the day that the Lord created the heavens and the earth. And we know that that was at least six days, right? Yeah, so it's yeah. a period of time. Yeah. Though I can't ever find a place where it means an eon of time. It's usually a, a period of time. It, we use that too. Like we talk about the day of the automobile. Or the day of the yeah, radio. Yeah, sure. So we have yeah, a period yeah, yeah. of time too, but we never use it for eons of time either. Yeah. So so it seems yeah. odd that they would. Okay. Um, in the second problem is that vegetation is made on the third day. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's before the sun. Mm. Sun is created the next day. Yeah. So that seems to be a problem. Yeah. And then evening and morning imply a finished creation where the earth revolves around the sun but we didn't have the sun until the fourth day right. when, when he's creating that. So, yeah. uh, and then creation appears to be old. Uh, God uh, probably created, how I argue is that God created a working universe. So even though that would mean... That's your answer to that problem. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, my yeah. answer. I see, I see. <laughs> yeah, because when Adam looked up in the stars, in the sky, he almost, I'm almost certainly saw the light already coming. He didn't have to wait three and a mm. half years for the mm-hmm. nearest light of the star to get there. Yeah. And also um, there's soil. Uh, soil is the, the you know, gra- uh, um, vegetation yeah. that's yeah. deteriorated. So it makes it rich. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so my understanding is that he created a working universe and it would look like, well, if it's working, it's already got a certain mm. amount of time stamped into it, it seems okay. like. Okay. So those are... Those are problems, but I think there's answers to each one of them. Let me ask you something actually okay. about that. Yeah. Would that also mean though, like if we're, you're saying like, especially like soil decayed plants, does that mean there's already death? I actually think there was. Mm. Remember, um, the reason we argue that there isn't death in, in the creation is because uh, uh, Romans 5, I think it's verse 12, actually mm. says that uh, sin brought death. Right. And, and, but in that point, and, and then so death is passed on to every person. Mm. But it seems like to me that verse really means it's to the person that people die. So, so the question is, did, was there a certain amount of death before yeah. Adam and Eve ever got there? Or, or, um, or uh, was it when Romans is meaning that, is it just referring to mankind's death? Yeah. Because I'm assuming yeah. that if they walk through the garden and knocked off a branch, I'm assuming it's going to die because yeah. it doesn't have sustenance. Hmm. 
but that's not going to harm, you know, that's not going to be any problem for yeah. the, the idea of dying, I don't okay. think. Okay. So, so I actually argue yes. And even skin um, are dead cells. So, yeah, right, right. So, so I think there has to be a certain amount of death even in that early time. Yeah, okay. Okay? All right, here's the next view. The next view is the day age. They argue that the seventh day seemed to require more time because it's naming all the animals. I'll give my response to that, to that one in here. I would actually argue that, remember, they don't have to name every species and all that. They mm. just have to name the main kind of animals. Okay. So it seemed like to me there's going to be a lot fewer of those. And and I'm not mm. I'm also not sure that it's not just naming the animals in the garden. garden. You yeah. know, that could be it too. Or I even argue sometimes that it's possible that when uh, mankind doesn't have any sin in their their life, that maybe they can actually do things that they can't do now. Mm. So sin has maybe corrupted some of those things that maybe, so maybe they were a lot more brilliant at that time and could do things a lot faster. More creative. They're just... There you go. That's a cow. That's a horse. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> so at least that's a possibility. Hmm. Uh, yom can mean an extended period of time. We've already talked about that. Yeah. But once again, even that 2-4 doesn't make it sound like it's eons of time. It's just there. It's just in the day God created the heavens and the earth. Mm -hmm. So that's not great period of time. Yeah. And then uh, sun was not made till the seventh day. And I realize that's an issue, but do, do you remember in chapter or, or the first day, he separated the light from the darkness. Mm -hmm. So if he has a light source, but it's shining on the earth, and if that earth is revolving, it's going to still have the appearance of light and darkness day or night, even without okay. the sun. Yeah. So I would actually argue that in day one, when he separated the light from the darkness, as long as that earth is rotating, you still would have the appearance of day and night, even though you don't have a sun yet. Okay. So that's how I argue that. That's one interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, geological ages, they argue, could fit in here. Um, you still mm. have to somehow have an explanation of why it's called evening and morning, because that yeah, seems, what's separating yeah, and what's these what, day ages kind of yeah, 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 yeah. And, and most of the time they argue that there's like a, a death at the end of one age and mm. then a starting of fresh new of the next age, but it seems like to me that's really stretching it. I'm I'm pretty sure that's not what the author meant. Mm. So um, he, uh, Hebrews four one through eleven suggests that the seventh day is an indeterminate amount of time because he, he talks about um, the the rest that God had mm. in the, the Sabbath. Uh, Sabbath rest at the okay. end, and that God's still in the Sabbath rest. Hmm. So, but once again, that's a really rare use of that term, and I'm not even sure that's exactly what it's getting at. Hmm. So I'm not sure that that makes... You're not sure that's what Hebrews yeah. is getting at? The yeah. Passage in Hebrews. It seems like there, it seems like it's it's talking about God's resting and not really emphasizing the idea of that the seventh day yeah. is that. And then Second Peter says that, uh, that a thousand years is his one day with God. But that's, I don't, once again, I don't think that's what it's getting at. I just think he's, he's saying that to God, time is not essential. It's not a, mm. something that, bound, that he's bound by. Yeah. So I think that's different. And then the Bible speaks of an old earth, and we've got passages that say that. But it seems like to me, for them, uh, lifetime, you know, a long life was, was old, you know, you know, so if, if it if it's back as far as they can remember and even their fathers could remember and stuff like that, that would fit an old earth for them. I how would they would use, yeah. how they would describe an old earth or yeah. something. Okay. And then science argues that the earth is millions of years old. Um, 
like geology. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I've got picture of the Grand Canyon for that mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is dendrochronology. They they on tree rings they try yeah. to work those back. There's problems with trying to figure that out. In that, how do you line up one tree? With an older tree and how they the the oh, different yeah. how would you know when one started yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. so in my mind it would be really hard to do something like that hmm. okay so I'm not sure that helps us much okay. um, radioactive isotopes they mm-hmm. have argued from that but there's always there's even today there's problems with being able to determine that and can heat or uh, water or something like that goof up yeah. that kind of... Can it deteriorate faster? Yeah. Um, or could it, at the beginning, could have deteriorated faster and now it's slowing down mm-hmm. or something like that. So yeah. I, I'm not sure that we've got enough information about radio uh, isotopes to be able to, to know that for sure. Sure, yeah. Okay? All right, so that's the views, those two. Now the third one is... Oh, the problems. No, we got issues. Yeah. <laughs> this is what the whole podcast is about, <laughs> yeah, the issues. issues. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, no examples where yom can mean a really long period of time. Okay? Evening and morning implies Hold a 24 When yeah. you say no examples, that means like... Yeah. You don't see anything. When you say like a really long period, what does that mean exactly? Well, um, we saw how it was used in that uh, Genesis 2-4 where it says, in the day that the Lord created the heavens and the earth. Mm-hmm. Well, that was seven days or six days. So that's yeah. that's not a really long Is time. Is that kind of the longest gap you see a lot of... Do you see yom being used for? Uh, that's the only time I know where it actually is used that Beyond way. like a day. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm assuming it can be used like the day of Abraham yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. Uh, and you have um, the day of judgment and stuff like that. So okay. those are going to be periods yeah, yeah. of time. But once again, they're not really huge yeah. periods of time. Okay. Okay. Uh, vegetation was made on the third day and the sun on the fourth day. Now, if these were ages, we would have a real problem because you've got a whole geological age that you wouldn't have the sun yet. Okay. And and I know that when I go to bed at night and I and I throw a like a, a board or something on the grass, it's not going to kill it in one night. But if you leave it there, let's say a week, you, yeah. you pull it back, you can see the grass is almost dying. Yeah. So so I, I'm not worried if it's a day. I am worried if it's a whole age. Okay. Usually what they argue is that there was some kind of a sun, but it was hidden and that you got some kind of light coming through. Otherwise it couldn't have worked. Hmm. Um but once again, that seems like to me to be special pleading on that you had to have some answer, and I'm not sure that's a good, very good answer. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the fossils records assume death before sin enters the world, and that's where that passage of Romans 5, I think that's only referring into mankind. Yeah. I don't think that's everywhere. Okay. Evening, morning generally refers to a night, not a period of destruction at the end of each age. I see. Yeah, yeah, And And, and where you go back to is, is how would the author have understood what he was saying? Mm-hmm. And clearly he would have understood an evening and morning how he normally would have. Yeah. Okay. And then here's mine that I thought of. Adam actually lived 930 years and he's said to be alive in both the sixth day and the seventh day. So if those were geological ages... They wouldn't fit his lifetime mm. very well, I wouldn't think. Mm-hmm. So that was that was when I yeah, that's of. pretty good. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go to gap theory. Gap theory number three. Yep. And look at oh here I've even got it here. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now there's a gap, and in and the earth was formless and void. So what they usually argue is this verse two. They usually argue that the earth became formless and void. Now that works for the for the Hebrew word hayah. It can okay. actually have that range of meaning. So it is possible. But when you read that 
there's nothing that would imply or even suggest that. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, so I'm arguing it's possible, but there is no reason to suggest that. Yeah, and I was kind of wondering, verse 2 starts with the word and, mm-hmm. and uh, I can't remember the Hebrew. Evav. Yeah, yeah, is that, but it, it, that was, um, do you know off the top of your head, is this how it's being used kind of in that narrative form of like, and then this happened, and then this yeah, happened? It, it usually, I mean, that's usually yeah. how uh, phrases are connected, and that, yeah. so it, it would make sense that it is. Yeah, okay. So so it would suggest to me that there's not that a it's period of time. Right. Um, and it is interesting, he just mentioned the earth, and then the next verse emphasizes, and the earth was formless and void. So it sounds like it wasn't fully created in verse one, it mm. sounds like he's picking that word up and then actually saying, here's what it looked like at what that time. What with it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So if people have had different explanations. Some have said that verse one was more like a title and then they go into it later. And, and that's possible too. That's interesting. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well, let's look at the evidence. Basically okay. what they argue is that that's a period of time when the uh, angels could have fallen. Um, oh, I see. They argue for a pre-Adamic man in that time period. The geological angels or ages are in there. Okay. They also argue that that's when um, uh, um, Adam, or like Satan fall, fell. Mm-hmm. And so you have uh, uh, a kind of corruption. At so that they're putting time. in some elements of... Biblical theology. Yeah, biblical like, history, biblical yeah. theology, and then also trying yeah. to maybe soften that idea of like what the uh, day age thing is trying to do of like yeah. Yeah. make this compatible in some way with, you know, how we've yeah. how maybe like modern science views the age of the earth, right? Yeah, and, and, and so that's basically one of the evidences for us is it fits well into what they think science is arguing, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. Um, now, the problems is it would be an arg- argument from silence. You know, there's nothing in the text that would suggest that. Right. Um, uh, and then uh, one, two is more likely translated was. It, 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 once again, it doesn't need to be translated and the earth became formless and void. It, it wouldn't suggest that necessarily. Hmm. It's possible, but not necessarily. And then a fall of Satan is not really described. They argue that it's Isaiah 14 or Ezekiel 28. And I don't think either of those passages are actually talking about Satan's fall. Hmm. I actually believe Satan did fall. And I actually believe he actually fell before creation was ever around. Because you don't hmm. hear any anything about it until New Testament. It seems to imply there's there's got to be a fall of Satan and all that. And then if Revelation uh, 12, 9 hmm. is that, maybe that's what it's talking about. But But it doesn't. There's no evidence that this fall was in that gap time. Okay. Okay? So so that's the evidence against it. And our last one is a literary structure. Okay. Um, chronological problems in the story are cleared up. You know, like the problems between day four, like the earth created and then the sun, or I mean the vegetation yeah. and then the sun. Yeah. That clears all up. But the way it clears it up is by saying, well, that's not how it happened anyway. I don't actually think... What do you mean? Well, like... That's like not the, how it would have happened in reality or yeah, something? It, that okay. It's just a literary structure to get the seven days so that you can see that's how we're supposed to work for six and rest on the seven. Hmm. So, but the problem is then we never, we don't actually know how God created the heavens and the earth. Hmm. And it seems like that was the whole purpose for what chapter one and chapter two is all about. So it seems like it gets away from the problems by just saying... Well, that's not how it happened anyway. Yeah. But it seems like that's what the text is saying. Hmm. <laughs> and then evening and morning before the sun is cleared up, um, day f- uh, verses four and eight yeah, right, right, right. may have happened at the same time where the light is distinguished and the lights are made. 
Oh, okay. Okay. And then yeah. literary structure. Uh, we definitely know that there's a literary structure to Genesis 1. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've got uh, the days, even the days have the, pretty much the same structure. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, approbation and it was good. Mm. And then, uh, oh, yeah, right, and right, morning, right. And then the day four, day yeah. one or two, whatever. But it's got the same structure. There's in, a for, pattern for each to of it. the days. Yeah. So I, I agree with them that there's a literary structure there. I just don't think that's all there is. I seem to recall my Old Testament class, which I didn't take with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Sorry about uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, that Genesis 1 and Genesis 2 also have, there may be some evidence that in other ancient Near Eastern literature that some of those structures could be similar. That uh, Genesis 1 yeah. is, you know, an account of creation that yeah. has some uh, evidence elsewhere, and that so does Genesis 2, yeah. kind of the idea of like bringing kind of chaos into order or that kind yeah. of thing. It, there's probably like the new Malish has mm. uh, some similar elements. The only thing is that it's not, it, it never, it, there's a lot of difference between the God of the new Malish, the yeah. gods, plural, of the new yeah. Malish, and the one that Genesis talks about. Mm-hmm. And the structure in... in um, uh, the new militia is significantly different than yeah. what we've got here. So, okay. so this is enough unique that I think it makes sense. It would be separate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. How does the representation of creation actually correspond to the actual creation? That and you wrote that good. as a question. I feel like your answer is it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> if it, that's why I see it as a problem. If it's <laughs> yeah. if it's a literary structure and that then there's nothing there. So it yeah. does seem like that's a problem for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then does uh, Exodus twenty verse eleven correspond to just the literary structure, or is this really how God did it? If even if you look at a, a Exodus, it certainly sounds like this is how God did it. So that's how you're supposed to do it. If that's not how He did it, then I I wonder what the comparison is. Right. So it seems like it doesn't fit as well. Yeah. yeah. And then we're still left with the problem is how the earth was created. But it seems like Genesis one is supposed to answer that question for us. Hmm. So that's the four views. There's okay. positive things and negatives for each of them. Yeah. Um, I still go with the 24-hour day. That still seems to mm-hmm. be how the author would have understood it. Yeah. And it seems like to me that's where the authority of a scripture should be centered is what the author thought it meant. Hmm. Okay. So yeah. in my mind, that's crucial to understanding what the passage means. Yeah. So what would you say... Uh, a person who's kind of looking at this, uh, investigating this, and kind yeah. of working through these problems, what what do you think is necessary for an evangelical to come out with? Yeah. First of all, let me tell you that I have evangelical friends that actually believe in 24-hour day, mm-hmm. uh, the day age. Uh, I don't know anybody personally that does the gap theory, but I do mm. know somebody with the literary structure. Mm. So I know that evangelicals can hold all these views. So I don't think it's an issue of... Um, you know, orthodoxy. Yeah. But what I do think is it's important. How do you understand? See, is the text actually teaching us something, revelation about the creation? Yeah. Or isn't it? And I think you have, that's where in my mind, you have to go back to what did that author thought it, think it meant and how did it, how, how was he trying to explain it to the readers? Yeah, and so that's what, in my mind, that's where it lies. That's where the authority of Scripture lies, and we've got to figure out, okay, how does that author think it means? And if if so, then I think the twenty four hour day theory really has the better evidence because I'm sure that's what they would have thought it was. Yeah. So next question, or maybe my last question. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why do you think it's important that the early readers and us today 
know this about God. Yeah. About how he created the world. It would seem like to me the whole purpose for Genesis 1 is to tell us what God's doing. And, and he's given us some revelation about he's creating here something that we're going to live on and that he's going to start a relationship with mankind. And it looks like to me the whole purpose of that chapter 1 and chapter 2 is to say, God made a perfect, because remember at the end of each day, and it was good. Yeah. So it, it seems like to me, it's what tov seems to mean in Hebrew, that's the word for good, seems to me it's suitable for what God wanted it to, to do. Hmm. And so it seems like at the end of each day, and then it gets to the last one, it says it's very good. Very good, yeah. I think what he's saying is it's complete for what I want it to do. So God made this creation so that he could have relationship with mankind. And then we're going to have this relationship with him for the rest of the time. This creation now, it's even in the flood was, was at least partially destroyed, but he's still going to have a recreation and still going to uh, continue to work with mankind till the end until he comes again. So it seems like the purpose is this is how it all started. And I want you to know that. That's good. I like that. <laughs> well, I think that's a great way to end. Okay. Uh, do you want to give anyone a teaser about what the next biblical issue well, may be? Well, uh, the, the next one might be the image of man. Ooh. Or the image of man is made in the image of God. Image of God. Okay. So what is that? That's good. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that should be the name of the podcast. There we go. What is, what's going on? What is that? <laughs> there we go. Great. Thank you so much, Dr. Ryder. Bye-bye.